How's it going around the Natty fans? Uh, we're back. It's been a minute. Um, but we're going to ask you to uh, comment, subscribe, like the video, um, give us a thumbs up, whatever uh, media you're listening on. It would mean a lot. Um, but also, we are going to be starting off each episode with a question of the week. Uh, with that being said, our first ever question of the week is, what is the best offseason acquisition for the Reds this year? Um, you can send that in to at around underscore the underscore natty. We'd love to have a conversation with you, get your guys' opinions, um, and just and kind of j- just communicate with you guys about, you know, Cincy sports. So if you could send that in, uh, it would mean a bunch. Um, but with that being said, uh, enjoy the episode. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Around the Natty. I am uh, your co-host Andrew. Joined here with me is Logan. Yep, I'm Logan. And we're back. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a few months, right? It's been a hot minute, yep. Yeah, um, but we're excited to be back. Um, you know, I we always say back and better than ever, right? That's right. All right, so we're ready to talk a little Cincy Sports with you guys today. Um, but before I do that, it's time. It's time for me to own up. To my mistakes. I, in front of God and the Around the Natty listeners, made a bet out of blind fanship and optimism and stupidity Yes. that I was going, they're not I was going, well, that's how close I am to the team, uh, how the Reds were going to make the playoffs. And, and the stakes were a case of beer, uh, and unfortunately I lost that bet. Uh, unfortunately for the whole city of Cincinnati, I lost that bet. Uh, but I own up on my mistakes today. A case of beer has been purchased, and we are going to partake in that now. Bud Light, give us a sponsor. And you know, while I don't take too much pride in this, I love to say I told you so. Uh, oh, God, that's good stuff. That is good. That is good stuff. Makes my nipples hard. <laughs> am right. i right my guys <laughs> oh, man. but with that with our lips smacking on the cold beer uh we progress to a more hopeful time to a more exciting time well partially well partially right as the coronavirus looms on the mlb mlb season let's talk reds Let's do it. Um, as you all know, by now, by the time this goes out, uh, Reds are opening day as well as opening day for all of the MLB was pushed back at least two weeks. Spring training canceled uh, due to the coronavirus. And, and it's safe to say that's been done for pretty much all of sports um, at this point in time. Uh, but we're still going to be excited about it. And we're, we're still leaning into it. And, uh, and we're excited. So... Um, you know, with that, we're just going to kind of keep it simple this week. Um, since there's not a lot of going on with it being canceled and everything like that. We recently got a, a, uh, question from one of our gambling addict friends. 
uh, Sean Bentley. What's the Twitter handle? Do you know it? Uh, I believe it's at sbentley22. There you go. sbentley22. Look him up. Give him a follow. Um, but his question was, how many times will the Reds get swept? Now, I do believe that is a betting question. But we found it interesting. And uh, it's definitely a weird way to look at the season. Um, and, and with that, so we're going to we're gonna dive into that. And I'm going to let you take that away, Logan. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at it, I think he was specifically asking, I don't know if it was the way the bets set up or like the, the phrase for the bet set up or if it's um, he just wasn't sure. I don't know why he asked it that way, but he asked it specifically within a three-game series what that would look like. Um, and so we counted it up, and it looks like there's going to be about 28 uh, three-game series throughout the season, not including playoffs, uh, which there wouldn't be a three-game series anyways. But um, but anyways, uh, and that being said, before I had known the, the number of total series in the season, I had estimated at six. I think I'm going to dial back a little bit and go to four. I think four is a more appropriate number, in my opinion. Um that's like an eighth, right? Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't. Have you had a chance? I, I don't know if anybody off the top of their head could rattle off when an average team gets swept in an average season. Yeah, it's not really one you really want to focus on. It's not. Right. It's not really the stat you really look for. Right. As a well, fan. you know, there's always those guys who look for those odd stats. I mean, you get on the like you get on, ESPN yeah. daily like he's the first player since 1975 yeah. to on the on the third Saturday of the weekend hit two home runs in the same day and then sneezed and wiped his shirt <laughs> like, with his nose. It's like what's happening? I don't Yeah, it, they're really weird stats and I, I'm sure you could find it if you looked online. Um but it, but in my opinion, I don't I don't think a sweep is unless you're like a garbage ass team like the Pirates. Um that it's it's super common. I feel like I feel like you could in a game where you play three or four games or or less or you know around there, you, you got to be able to win one most times, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. I it it's one of those things where inevitably there will be times they get swept this season, um, and I'd probably say it's around. I'll probably get swept like four times throughout the entire season. And I think that from you know the the, the season stretches across the better part of. You know, um, six months. You know, yeah. I think it's 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 gonna happen. You know, I I think I think four is fair. Um, I still think it's a little high. I think the numbers. I think two or three is probably reasonable. Uh, you know, depending. You know, we don't know how good this Reds team is gonna be. You know, there's a lot of wild cards, and and we can talk about that here in a minute. But you know, even the best teams get get swept. You know, the the dirty cheating rotten shit. Astros got swept by us, the Reds, who, uh, as much as I hate to say it, weren't very good last year. But by the way, in four games. So, and and we tweeted this out on the account. Are are you tired of uh, seeing the Astros get heckled? Nope. Yeah, me either. I think it's nope. It's pretty funny. I love it, and uh, you know, I hope it goes on throughout the whole season. Uh, you know, I, if they would have came out and said, "Yeah, we cheated," like you know. It was shitty, but like, do I regret it? Probably not. I got a World Series ring out of it. Like, yeah. You know, I would have respected that more than that robotic, like, terrible scripted well, apology. And my game. thing is, is that you know, and I listen. I, there is no doubt that they had a competitive advantage. No doubt. No mind. doubt. But what I'll say is, is that you know, it's not like they're 
outside of, I mean, they, they just took Stein stealing, which has been happening for a long, very long time and made it better. They just did better, you know, and I think that people don't like the way that it happened. And I think the technology, like the wearable technology that they're like cinema, like that, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, I think, I think that's where people kind of get, but like, honestly, I mean, you put cameras in the dugout. What, what did you expect I to happen? I think they were also in the batter's eye. I mean, what what did you expect to happen? I mean, it's gonna, like them. That's that. As technology continues to become more and more a part of our games, whether it's baseball or football, what have you, you're going to see, and we've already seen it in other sports. You're going to see more and more of these kinds of things happening. Yeah. And since when sports have we ever um, been upset about gaining a competitive advantage? I, I really think, and I would argue that they just got caught doing what most people had been doing already. And if not doing already, then they're just doing it better than the other people were or worse. Cause they got caught, uh, you know, and, and, okay. Here's a question for you. You're, you're a, you're a GM, you're a player, you're a manager, whatever. Do you cheat knowing that eventually you will probably get caught, but you will probably win a world. Series. Like, okay. You know, you know, you're going to win at least two world series. Okay. Do you do it? Is it worth it? Do I know the punishment? That's coming. Is it? Is my well? If you're a player, there is none. Right. There is none. So if I'm a player, sure. Yeah. Sure. If I'm getting the if I'm getting the slap on the hand mm-hmm. that these players got, mm-hmm. sure. And I say the same thing about the Patriots and all that stuff. It's like I'll I'll trade a number one draft pick for a Super Bowl. Do you think that it's absolutely? Do you think that this is better, worse, or equally as bad as steroid use in baseball? Um. That's a good question. That's actually a really good like, question. Like, so let's let's say let's okay, let's say let's say Justin Verlander for example, mm-hmm. and we'll take Roger Clemens. Okay, yeah. Two. So Roger Clemens, outside of the steroid thing, would be a Hall of Famer. I think, no question. I'm I I that. agree. So Justin Verlander, I think you could argue that a little bit more, but probably a Hall of Famer. Probably. Right? I mean, a lot of people get in the Hall of Fame in baseball. Probably a Hall of Famer. So, do you think that just well, Justin Verlander knew about it, even though he didn't participate. Yeah, I don't know if it benefits Justin Verlander. Okay, okay, let's let's shift. Jose Altuve and Barry Bonds. Let's say Jose Altuve ends up having he continues to have the, the great career that he's had so far, which he's yeah. had. It's a pretty good career. I agree. Okay, I think if he would he continued on the trajectory he's on now, he'd eventually be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's as good as Barry Bonds. That's not what I'm saying. But again, Hall of Famer, Hall of, should Barry Bonds minus the steroids Hall of Famer, right? We can yes, agree on that. I agree. So. Do you think that steroids has more of a negative effect on Barry Bonds or the Astro scandal has more of an effect on Jose Altuve? Which one is worse? So trying to trying to make it as apples to apples as we can. I agree. Which one do you think I, has a greater stain? I ooh, greater stain? Mm-hmm. I think it's hard. I think it's hard pressed to say that this outweighs steroids. However, I think the the sign stealing bothers me more. Really? Why mm-hmm. is that? Um, my big thing about steroids is like, yeah, they're hitting more home runs, but you know, they still got to go out there and hit the ball. Um, they still don't know. I think it's, I think it's way harder to play that guessing game of breaking ball, fastball. And, and it, it really hurts the other teams. Like that's, that's the big thing that bothers me is Mm -hmm. they're really hurting other players who are, 
you know, maybe just as good as them. Or talk just, to the play, talk to the pitchers of the eighties and the nineties. See if they don't feel hurt by the steroid. I get it. I get it. I mean? And you know what? I wish neither of them happened. Oh, I mean, I agree. Um, but you know, but I think I think every baseball purist would agree with you. You know, yeah. I, I think both are bad for the game. I, actually, you know what though? I'll 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 amend that. Statement. Steroids were great for the game. Uh, and I think you know, I think this year is the most I've heard people talk about baseball in a long. Long time nationally, I think I think baseball is very popular regionally. Yeah, but nationally, baseball has always been, uh, you know, in the, in the last twenty years on the back burner. Yeah, um, and this has actually given baseball um, quite a lead on conversation um, across sports. You know, and obviously now with coronavirus and things of that nature, and then before the coronavirus ultimately led to the canceling the NCAA tournament, so that would usually dominate the topic of conversation in sports, but. My point to that is, is that I think that this has brought popularity to baseball. It's given baseball a a villain to root against. I yeah. think that you know, like them, love them, or indifferent, you know, villains are are good for sports. You yeah. know, to have I think dynasties are good for sports too. I, oh, absolutely. I and and I think dynasties eventually become villains. Because, yes. I mean, when you when the you whole win, world hates it, them, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're rooting for them to eventually lose. Yeah. But uh, just ask the Patriots. Right. Exactly. You know, and. Um, so I, I, to that, to that point, I, I would say that perhaps it was good for baseball. Well, hey, you know, I don't, I don't like it. And, you know, it's kind of cheesy in the way that you're, you're going to define it. But, you know, here, here's a question I have for you is, okay. is at, at what point does it become cheating for you? Because when you're, Oh, I, oh they cheated. I, I, right, I think right. they cheated. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm asking you to define is I want you to define that line where it goes from the game to cheating. What what is that line for you? And I right. I think I think that's what everybody in baseball has to do is is look and say where is the line because you know there's cameras. Right. The games are broadcasted. You can go sit down in the clubhouse, but they have it on right. a delay. And for me personally, for me personally, where it crossed the line was when you introduced wearable technology yeah. that was supposedly. In real time, sending message to message to a batter yeah. saying, "Okay, breaking ball is coming. Lay off this pitch," or, you know, a high heat's coming. Go ahead, and that's where I think you cross. I really don't think, and this is my opinion. I don't think that using the recordable technology to learn the signs of the teams, to and then like you know, however you want to communicate that. If that's you know. If that's the you know third base coach looking at the the, the signs of the catcher mm-hmm. sending it whatever and then communicating it to you somehow, do you know what that's you're just a gamer at that point I think yeah like, I don't I don't think that bother I think I think learning the signs is fine and I I think I think majority of MLB fans and MLB people would there's, would, game, there's would, a gamesmanship to that would agree you know? with that yeah. you know it's like studying film right you know what I mean same thing yeah I and if you're gonna if you're gonna show that that's fine but like to me the real time stuff like the garbage cans. And the yeah. and the wearable that is definitely that is definitely killing, and I, I just don't know how you define that in a rule like any real time indication. And and that's why that's why you know in terms of I, I don't know like it, it's almost like okay like if and, and I and I view this in the context of court of law even though I probably shouldn't like yeah okay yeah what you did was icky. But like, did you break a law? Not really. Yeah. You know, not technically, I guess. So like, you know, if it's if we're in court and I do something that's you know unsavory, you know, it's like yeah, I'm gonna be looked down upon. But I can't just be put in jail because I did something that people don't like. I mean, they broke the rules though. 
I see. I don't know that there's a rule that they broke. Why was there punishment then? For the players, there wasn't. Yeah, but for well, the, and 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 the reason and and teams were the ones who let they. I mean, the MLB didn't. They suspended the the, the coaches for conduct uh, unconducive to. Major League Baseball or whatever, but that's like yeah. that's a catch of all, you know what I mean? Again, that that's, is true. That's that's like that is true. That's like that's the that's them coming out saying like, ah, you didn't break a rule technically, but this is unsavory, and right. we're gonna do something to you. And I, you know, I think it's I, I don't think it's right that the players aren't punished though. You know, they they were the ones. Yeah, they were they were the acting soldiers. You, you know? know, Mike Fires, Mike Fires, who yeah. was on the team, he's the one who kind of leaked it a little bit. Yeah, like, like. I respect him for coming out and saying it, but you know his ass used it when he was there. Right. And he went and got a big old contract with Oakland. Right. Like, like you know. You know what are, you know. The, it's term, kind of an immunity of, thing. In terms of, like, how we should assign punishment, you know, again, completely apples to oranges. Um, but it's, it's like, you know, during World War II, you know, like, do you condemn Nazi soldiers? They were just following orders. Supposedly, you know, so are these yeah. players are just falling over, technically. I know. Like, can we? Again, I think that's an extreme. But to my, in my opinion, in this it's, case, it's yes, kind of the, it's kind of the same vibe, though. Right. You know what I you mean? Know what I mean, like, because a lot of people that are being affected are the leaders, and like, even and the other thing I think is as terrible was um uh, Bel- uh Carlos Beltran. He was hired as the Mets general man or the the Mets manager. And then they they fired him because he was a part of it as a player, yeah. and and I don't think that's right. If yeah. current players not being punished, then why are you firing? Well, as a man, I, that, I think that, that's, I think that bothers Manfred's me. such a bad commissioner. Rob Manfred's a joke. He's a terrible commissioner. He is a joke. And the the punishment should have been swift. It should have been quickly decided, and they should have moved on. Yet they dragged it out, and then they delivered this limp dick punishment. Well, and my thing is is like I. I, I'm not. I'm not on the train of okay. Take away the World Series title because I don't think that you can do that in history. Right? Who do you give it to at that point? Well, that's the thing. Like, well, you pull like. What do you do? You you want to put an asterisk next to your name? Sure, whatever, fine. Like okay, like the yeah, like staying staying the reputation. Same without two base MVP. Yeah, and, and you know what? Even to that effect, like you want to say that you can't fly the banner, and fine, like whatever, like that's fine. But you know, I've heard people suggest you know, giving po- it to the Dodgers, po- well, like that, and then the postseason ban. I'm like that's terrible. That's terrible for baseball. Yeah. Why would you? Why would at that point just take them out of the league for two for a year or two because they're playing meaningless baseball then? Yeah. You know. And I think that, that and you're ruining guys' careers. Yeah. Who especially free agent signings who weren't there. Well, as a fan, there's still no doubt. Even though they cheated, there's still some very good players on the team. And like as there, a fan, like I want to watch good baseball. I want I want to see the best players play. Let, let's let's be let's be completely fair here. Okay. The the Astros can be shitty. And they can also be a very good team. Right. Like they can be terrible and cheat and do all that. They probably would have made the playoffs anyways. Oh, there's no doubt. They mind. probably could have won this World Series anyways. Oh, there's no doubt. Mind. Um, is so that kind of alleviates, and but it also pisses me off. And it's like, why did you do it if you're good enough anyways? And it's right. like, you know, you gotta, you also gotta think about it this way. And you know, it it doesn't make it better, but it it also is kind of just shitty. It's like. It's like they got that competitive edge in their head, man. You know well, I mean? and that's my thing is like I, I will always, to some extent, I won't give pass, but I would prefer someone to cheat out of trying to gain a competitive advantage as opposed to cheating in a way that's like I got paid to throw a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That to me, that's like, that is, if your competitive nature and the 
the um, what's it called? Not the not the quality, but the um, the integrity of the game is ever in question. Yeah, that's when I think that severe punishment should be imposed. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example, and this is going to touch a lot of buttons of people. If we're talking Pete Rose, we don't know if he was betting for or against the Reds. I right. would like to believe that he was betting on his you team to what? win. But but to that point, if you want to juxtapose that with the steroid stuff, like, you know what? They were trying to win. They were trying to get yeah. an advantage. That's maybe, true. Maybe, maybe there is a possibility that he was trying to throw games and here and there to win money. You never know. And that's My big thing with Pete, too, is, is Pete had his chance. Pete had his chance to, one, be reinstated, and two – be ready to go in the Hall of Fame, and he told him no. He told him that he had to admit that he bet. He had to just do like a. All he had to do was like Johnny Bench went. You know, Johnny Bench went to bat for Pete Rose. No you pun know, intended. And and okay, and uh, and Pete Pete. You know, I love Pete Rose. You know, I, he's one of the greatest Reds of all time, and uh, and Pete Pete had his shot, and he told him no. At that point, there's nothing you can do. Right. You know what I mean? You you thought you were going to win. You didn't win. Time to move on, Pete. Right. You know, you may get in when you're dead. Right. Well, in the Pete Rose conversation, I mean, we, we've had it before. I'm I'm kind of done and over it. Like, it's, yeah. been, beaten to, it's been beaten to death. But yeah. my, my point to that, though, is that I think, hell, while I'm not offering a pass, I would say, like, I believe me, I'm enjoying all the heckling. I think they deserve it. They're, yeah. It's, they're, che- that they're cheaters. awesome. But, you know, my thing is, like, I would prefer to have that level of cheating versus, like I said, the, the integrity of the game being 100%. In question. You know I mean? Without where, question. Where people, like, are, you know, I never want to have to ask, are these guys trying to throw this game, like, Without question. Yeah, so. so so before we move on, if you if you guys agree with that or disagree with that, let us let us know. Um, shoot us a, a tweet. Um, the Twitter's at the beginning of the episode, so we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, moving on though, um, you know this is kind of a it's kind of going to be a short one for us. Uh, but we we you know the coronavirus has kind of put a damper on our sports love right now. Uh, but we we have to talk about the Bearcats um, men's basketball. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll just open it up with a question here, Logan. Yep. Um, you know, was their season a disappointment? Do you do you feel disappointed by their season? Do you feel they overachieved, underachieved? Kind of how, how are you feeling about that? So I don't really believe. So okay, so let's let's investigate the facts. The facts where we had the returning AAC Player of the Year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had two other starters. Yeah leave either because they graduated or transfer whatever mm-hmm. um so that was we have a brand new first first time coach of uc right uh change in the athletic director um new coaching staff new system um you know recruits coming going that kind of being in the air yeah uh, not really knowing <laughs> what the status of that is new players coming in mm-hmm. and starting um a lot of moving pieces, okay? Yeah, it was a very active offseason. I think it was fair to have the expectation and demand competitiveness from this team. And I think that for the most part we got that. I agree. Um, I think that it is also fair criticism to come out and say you shouldn't have five quadrant four losses. That's also very agreeable. I, I, I think that there's... I think you can explain the and, and provide reasons why that was, but again, that should have been thing. What I will tell you is that even with that, all those things considered, we were still the number one seed in the AAC tournament going into yes, the tournament before it got yes. canceled. 
we still had a very reasonable shot to making it in the NCAA tournament. In addition to that, a team who, in the same city, just a couple miles down the road, Lol. who returned multiple prime contributors and most of them starters Go for to a, hell, second, a second consecutive year, would have missed the NCAA tournament again for the second consecutive year. Yeah. And what I it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'll say to that is, you know, I think that there was, you saw growth in yes. players. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about one in particular here soon. Uh, you saw, uh, especially at the end of the season, excellent contributions from freshmen. Uh, you saw Micah Adams Woods grow into uh, not only just a starter, um, but a, a primary contributor of Keith offense. Keith Williams, and... who was also kind of frustrating last Hello, Around the Natty fans. This is Andrew, the better half of the Around the Natty podcast. Uh, just jumping in in the middle of the episode to let you know, or just give you an update, or warning, rather, uh, about the odd cut in the middle of this episode. Uh, I got some new hardware to record our episode on. Um, we are just learning how to use it, um, so bear with us in that in that time frame. Uh, shouldn't happen in the future, but just so you're aware, there's an odd cut. We took a, a short break to figure it out. Um, shouldn't happen. Uh, so enjoy the rest of the show. Difficulties, they have been resolved and we're ready to resume the episode. So where we left off was um, we were talking about, you know, our Bearcats. And in the in the season, was it a disappointment? Um, did we think it was a good season? And uh, I think we left off with, you know, we had some players that were contributing. Um, yeah. that, that had made some progress and some development going forward. And, 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 and go ahead with that, Logan. Yeah, I mean, so my thing is because of the anticlimactic nature of the season, too, I think it's hard to – we didn't really have an end, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's really fair to, to make a full assessment because a lot of, for me, um, there's, there's good – there's bad. There are some ugly. Yeah. And I would have really liked to see <coughs> Bowling Green. <laughs> I would have really liked to see Colgate. Um, <coughs> Colgate. <laughs> I would have really liked to have seen the season play out um, and, and kind of get an idea of yeah. where we went. Because the other thing is too is how long has it been since we've been out of the first weekend of the tournament? It's right. Been a long time. That's true. You know. And that was always the biggest knock on Mick uh, Cronin was yes. that you know he can get you there, but he can't take you very far. You know, and so he's like Dusty Baker. Yeah, so I would have loved, and I really think that you know you saw a team that was able to to, to play through some really gritty, right. tough games. Right. And I think that bodes well for you in the NCAA tournament. You know, and, and you only have to win one at a time. And uh, you know, I, I really think that that would have been the the AAC tournament and the NCAA tournament had we made it would have really been able to give it a uh, defining. Um, Characteristic or, or name to the season, yeah. Uh, but I don't think you can say that it was a disappointment by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I just wish we could have seen it out to the end. I agree. I I don't think it was a disappointment. You know, early in the season when we're we're sitting there watching and they lose to Colgate and then they lose to Bowling Green, you're going, "What the hell is going on?" And and Jaren's sitting, and yeah. you know the team doesn't seem to meld at all. And, right. Uh, and I think this is a fair assessment. It's kind of the the comparison that we had last, or you know, the last time we talked about him was. They're very similar to where Xavier was last year. Right. Um, and, and I think a lot of it developed that same way. Um, now, <clears throat> uh, I, uh, I'm i so proud of the way they finished. They had so many clutch wins in overtime. Now, whether or not they should have been in overtime is 
is to be debated at another time. Yeah, but... and, and you know what? You drop games to ECU and yeah. UConn, which you shouldn't. Or I guess did they win in UConn? I think they beat, they beat UConn. Was it Memphis that we lost? Yeah, Memphis and, yeah. Memphis and, and ECU. Games that you really should win. Yes. Uh, but you know what? You're drop conference games. And to be honest with you, they really don't hurt you that bad if you don't lose to a Bowling Green, to a Colgate early right. in the season. You know, Absolutely. And that's what really hurts your, your record uh, um, or your, your, your resume going into the tournament. But, um, you know, we talked a little about the struggles of, of Jaron Cumberland and what that kind of meant for the team. Yeah. Well, let's talk about someone who, uh, or let, let's just let's just do this. Who is the MVP of the season for the Bearcats for you? I think we might be a shared shared answer here. And, Go ahead. and without question, I, I think anybody who follows UC basketball will, will share this opinion. Trey Scott, my God, what a year for that man. And not only was he the MVP of the season, in my opinion, I I, I completely agree. I, I really think he might be the best NBA prospect on the team currently. And, you know, with the continual development of his outside yeah. shot and the uh, as he ex- continues to extend his range, um, if he can hit at a, a decent clip from the outside, I mean, he can, per- he can right. guard on the perimeter. He's a very long, athletic body. You, in today's NBA, he's, I mean, he's he's the guy. You know, maybe yeah. he's not a star, but he's a, he's a great role player. Um, he definitely can find minutes in the NBA, and so uh, good for him having a great season. I think that part of it was John Brandon's system. I think that he thrived in the system. Yeah, John Brandon b- brought out the best in him and, and Keith Williams and, and some other guys. Vote, vote and, man, God, you you know you look at votes. You look at votes. He struggled, and he struggled at the end of the season. In fairness, he was, Vogt, his but, foul trouble really hurt him. Yeah, um, but if you, I mean. This season's probably one of the best of his career. I mean, if you look at if you look at what he was doing um, at NKU, I mean, he's averaging eight points at, right. at high. He's coming over here averaging double doubles, right. you know, and he he really found success. And we had some guys step up, and you know, it seemed like Jaron regressed a little bit. Um, but but with guys like Trey Scott stepping up and developing right. and Keith Williams and and really in the NCAA tournament that's what you need is you need to have yes. a second third option you yeah know, when when your go to guy is tro- first of all you know I was just glad we had a go to guy um, yeah. you know we when you needed a bucket you know who you're going to you're going to Jaron Cumberland and you know for better or for worse that was who you're going to and that's great but then on days where Jaron came out and he was struggling you know you had guys who on a consistent basis could provide you offense could provide you stability who defended well at all times and yeah. Um, I think that that was a recipe for success going into the tournament. So it's sad we won't to see what uh, well, what, what, what would have been. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. And, and that kind of leads me to a question that I had. and It's something I was thinking about and I kind of wanted your opinion on. And if you guys want to weigh in on Twitter as well, um, we're definitely going to lean into that and we want to encourage that. Um, but, you know, do you think the NCAA did the right thing canceling it or – um, do you think, you know, I, I sit there and I think maybe it would have been better to give it some time and then maybe reassess and figure out the logistics later. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Logan? Well, let me first say that I'm not an immunologist, okay? Yeah. What I will tell you is that regardless of what we say or think, regardless of what um, political head figures say, regardless of what your favorite, you know, radio broadcaster or news yeah. broadcaster says, intelligent people usually take the information from the experts. The experts say that the social distancing is the best way to prevent widespread um, of the virus itself and that that there it was per their recommendation that they canceled the NCAA tournament. So right. again, while yeah, maybe it seems extreme, I, I I think that in terms of trying to limit the exposure, the the spread, 
Um, I definitely understand it, and I really hate the nature of amateurism in college basketball because if that didn't exist, there really wouldn't be a problem because there wouldn't be a timeline of when we would say, okay, you, you... we have to cancel it because we can't just move it back. Mm-hmm. Regrettably, the reality is that these guys are either graduating or moving on to the professional level or what have you. And due to you know stipulations and the rules and regulations, they wouldn't be eligible to play after May. So there was the talk of the May madness, but regrettably, you know, it just wasn't really feasible. Um, you know, and it's sad. It's sad on a lot of accounts, and not just as a Cincinnati fan. I mean. You know, local another local area. Dayton, the Dayton Flyers had a real chance to win the NCAA tournament this year, and that will that, that may never happen again. Yeah. The last time they made the Final Four was in like the nineteen sixty seven season or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's just it's really sad. You know, you would have loved to see guys like Obi Toppin go in and watch him play. It, it, it's sad and it's unfortunate, but I think that again, you have to just take the information you have from the experts. I'm certainly not one, even though I, I, I am a healthcare professional. I'm certainly no immunologist. And But what the most intelligent people, the most qualified people are saying that this is the correct thing to do. Well, I, you know, I think that's a good response. But my question is to you, do you think it's a viable option to, uh, you know, everybody's so eager to cancel and be done. And it's like, we don't know in one week, two weeks, three weeks, what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's, do you think it's prima? Obviously, I, I, I mean, I'm assuming from your tone and kind of the response you gave that you don't think it's, you know, it's, it's uh, aggressive, but do you think it's premature to, you know, or, or, or reckless to say, we're going to postpone. And then in three weeks or so, you can either say, Hey, we've reassessed, we don't think it's going to be possible mm-hmm. or say, Hey, it's been three weeks. Things have kind of died down. We feel a little bit better. Let's, let's, let's let this rock. Again, in, in terms of keeping this more like in, as much as we can in within the realm of sports, um, I, I think with professional sports, that, that's what they're doing. They're just postponing because they can. Yeah. I think that the, and if you listen to Jay Billis speak, who is, who is a great, um, cracking ex- another beer, by the way, great explicator of these, you know, legal implicative matters right the amateurism of college basketball is it makes it in other college sports as well makes it difficult if not impossible Mm -hmm. to really do that and and create those kinds of timelines um in addition to that i mean it's not like they can like just be practicing on campus the campuses are closed these kids are getting sent home that's true i it's and most of them at least the ones who have a shot will of going to the next level, specifically in college basketball, will start preparing for that, and they'll, yeah. start, and they'll start working towards that. And you know, it's it's unfortunate for them, and uh, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be tears, and there have been tears shed. But uh, you know, it's okay. I I've this is my reality, and I got to move on and work towards what might be next for me. And I and I get that, and it's just it's just, it's just the nature fair. of amateurism, you know. I think that's very fair, and I, you know, I, I think that's a a really great point. Is these these campuses are closed, you know, and you want to keep these guys, you want to make sure these games are them at their best, you know. And it, some people didn't end how they wanted to, and some people ended how they wanted to, um, but. At the end of the day, health is is important, I guess, and you know, I, it's just really hard for me to think about a day where there's not March Madness, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's it's rough. March sadness, man. It's fucking rough, and you know, you got to think about these 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 
these kids and, and, and what's what's next for them and how they're going to adjust. Um, so I 100% respect that opinion. And, um, yeah, I'm not an expert either. So, you know, it's rough. And, you know, especially since, the you know, it looked pretty good for UC. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that it, they had a great shot. I think they had it. a really good shot um, depending on how the, the uh, tournament went, the AAC tournament. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think you look at the Bearcats season and uh, based on the expectations, well, I had expe- good expectations, but based on what was laid out and, and kind of how the season began, I couldn't ask for a better end Yeah. Um, with, with Trey Scott on a buzzer beater, you know, against oh, Rutgers. Wow. What yeah. a, what a great game and what a great moment for him that he'll probably remember for the rest of his life, regardless of whether he goes to the NBA or not, or, or, or whatever he decides to do. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to add on that, man? I I I can't think of anything else. No, I, you know, and one thing I will say is that again, you know, I understand that you know people are, uh, some people are are, are frightened, um, some people are annoyed. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say is, you know, take the proper precautions. Again, listen to the intelligent people. Wash your hands, folks. Uh, I would encourage you because it's annoying. I wanted to go buy a couple of steaks tonight from Kroger to grill out. It's annoying that I can't go to Kroger because there's nothing in the Kroger no more. I love Kroger's. I like to go to the Kroger's <laughs> and buy some meats and put it on my grill. Um, so, but anyways, you know, just don't be foolish. Yeah, do, stay do safe the out things. there, man. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers with those who are affected financially and you know, obviously there's some some things with that but that's that's really it for me yeah all right well well you know we kind of plugged this at the beginning of the episode but we're we're gonna plug it again because you know we're not getting the we're not getting the participation we want you know and we really want to talk we want to talk to you guys we want to have conversations with you guys you. we want to argue with you guys on twitter it's what we live for and you know we need you guys to to weigh in we know it's been a long time we're sorry. We're so sorry. We just it's been it's been hectic. I know it's not an excuse. Corona. Coronavirus did it. Okay? Blame coronavirus. But with that, we have a Twitter. Our Twitter is at around underscore the underscore natty. We have an Instagram. It's the same. We have a, a Facebook. Um, all that's linked within our Twitter. I don't know the, the name off the top of my head. I'm I'm sorry. Um but Please, 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 if you see our videos, if you see a link to our videos, anything, share it out. Share it out if you if you enjoy the content. I'm not going to force you to do it, or maybe I will. I don't know. If you're uh, at this point, you have to at least not hate it. You right. Know? If, you're, if you're at this point in the episode, you have to like it a little bit. So so share it. Uh, promote you know you it. like it. <laughs> promote it, please. It would mean so much if you just promoted it. Um, but other than that, I'm going to defer to you, Logan. Say the favorite phrase of the of the damn podcast. Yeah, this was uh, this was the Around the Natty podcast. I'm Logan. I'm Andrew. And we'll catch you around the natty.